Welcome to We On Fire Sports Podcast, providing fire takes and analysis on sports topics. We have some guests providing their thoughts across the sport landscape. No narratives here. Straight talk. No chaser. We On Fire Sports Podcast. We on Fire Sports Podcast. Man, coming up, we got episode number 11. This episode, man, we're going to check in with week number three, what all happened, what all week went down in week number three. We're definitely going to break that down. I got my guests coming through, Steve, my NFL correspondent and Dolphins correspondent to definitely break that down. Also, too, I'm going to take a quick uh, dive into the situation up in Chicago with Matt Nagy and the Justin Fields whole debacle situation against the Cleveland Browns. Also, too, going to slide in a little thoughts in regards of this vaccination situation with the National Basketball Association. To be or not to be vaccinated. We're definitely going to get into that. So sit back. We on Fire Sports Podcast. To vaccine or to not vaccine? That is the question. And it's a pressing question across the National Basketball Association. As per reports, you have 90% of the players that are vaccinated coming up into the 75th season of the NBA. But we have a few notables that have not been vaccinated. Andrew Wiggins' name floating out there. Bradley Bill. Kyrie Irving. And I was looking at a report of the NBA basically saying that, hey, if you're not vaccinated and you can't play or don't play, you don't get paid. So with Wiggins' situation, the state of California, because it's a state thing versus, say, the actual league that's making this mandate in regards to unvaccinated folks coming to their sports arena in the lovely state of California. And man, do you have a decision on your hands, Andrew Wiggins, because for one... You know, are you going to take half a salary? And I get it. You know, I get it for religious reasons or for whatever reasons. It's your body. So, you know, I'm not going to be the first to say, hey, man, you mandated to get, you know, vaccinated. You know, if you feel that, you know, since it is a personal decision and, you know, these gentlemen are all adults and they all have, you know, families, it's, it's their call. Now, as we know, money talks. So I'm not sure if, you know, all of these guys are well off, well off beyond any of our means as just a private citizen out here not playing for athletics. But man, that's a lot of money to leave on the table. So we'll see how this thing unfolds, man. It's definitely an interesting situation. I seen Andrew Wiggins on TV the other day at the media day for the Golden State Warriors. And he looked like he in a pickle, man. You know, he definitely... You know, want to stay strong in regards to his beliefs. And and I can respect him for that. I ain't got nothing bad to say against Andrew Wiggins on that. If that's your decision, that's your decision. But do understand, my man, is that at this point, you're going to take half a salary. And we already know that the Golden State Warriors are simply looking to shop your services at any point in time during this season. Or that's what's being reported. So we're going to get into this a little bit more once the season kicks off, but it's definitely something that we on Fire Sports Podcast want to get into. So another one, another uh, enticing situation in the NBA. So we're going to see how this thing unfolds, man. 
We on Five Sports Podcast. We on Five Sports Podcast. Man, oh man. This is a subject that we on Five Sports Podcast we've delved into previous before. But man, man, at the last Sunday, man, it's just definitely been a change of uh, opinions and firestorm out there. And I'm talking about the situation with the Chicago Bears and Matt Nagy. Oh, man. Definitely heating up for Matt. You know, the situation last weekend with the Chicago Bears and the Cleveland Browns. Man, nine sacks later. Man, it was a rough, 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 rough day for Justin Fields. I mean, the man was running for his life all game long, all day long. And so now the seat has got a lot hotter for Matt Nagy. I'm still trying to figure out, man, you know, just a simple game plan tip, Matt. You know, you know, you can max protect a couple times, man, you know. You know, that's not, you know, they, you know, they and the Cleveland Browns have one of the best defensive lines in the National Football League. So it's like, come on, man, really? But, you know, you live and you learn. You know, that seat has definitely got, you know, hot for Matt. And, you know, I don't really blame Justin Fields. I think the game plan was pretty much garbage. He really didn't have a chance. And we did hold on to the ball a few times too long. You know, I'm just going to keep it real in that situation. But, you know, he's a rookie, man. It was his first NFL start. You know, I wasn't expecting him to come out and throw for 400 yards. But, man, has it got hot for Matt Nagy. So, I don't know where we go from here, man. You know, we out here talking about in the press conference, Matt Nagy. Oh, man, all three quarterbacks is in play. Come on, man. Come on, man. That just let me know how hot the seat has got. You know, the McCaskey family, they're definitely ready to make this situation go. You know, they got a hot young quarterback, you know, highly touted out of Ohio State, man, and man, it's the things went a little left so far, but the Bears are one and two, man, they got a game coming up this week, man, to try to get themselves back to 500, man, so it's not all bad, you know, they can get themselves back to 500 with a victory on Sunday, man, so so we'll see, man, it's definitely a thing that we on Five Sports Podcast going to get into, man. We on Five Sports Podcast. Man, it was a wild and crazy week number three in the National Football League. Man, we just going to get right into it and run down, say, the scores of week number three in the NFL. Leading off, we had the Washington football team losing to the Buffalo Bills, 43-21. to The Bills go to 2-1 and one on the season, try to get this season back in order as the Washington football team drops to 1-2. and two. 
big game from uh, Josh Allen did his uh, did his thing in that football game, and the uh, Bills get to two and one on the season. Next game, which was a game a lot of people have been talking about, the battle of the Cleveland Browns versus the Chicago Bears, as the Cleveland Browns pulled this one out twenty six to six. The story of the day was the defense of the Cleveland Browns. They just had a sack party against Justin Fields. Uh, man, man, I'm not sure what's going on, Matt Nagy, but I know one thing. That seat definitely getting hot up there at uh, Hallis Hall up in Chicago. Next up, we had the Baltimore Ravens winning 19-17 to against the Detroit Lions. Justin Tucker coming through in the clutch for the Ravens. Big time field goal helped them pull out a tight one. The Lions fall to 0-3. Man, it looks like regularly scheduled programming up in Detroit for the Detroit Lions. And I feel your pain up there, Detroit Lions fans, man. It's, it's, it's been a hot minute. Also, we had the Tennessee Titans going up against the Indianapolis Colts. The Titans pulled out a 25-16 win as they go to 2-1 and one on the season. The Colts fall to 0-3. Uh, we had a situation where Carson Wentz actually came through and played in this game. I didn't expect him to play, but he came through and played, but couldn't hold off the uh, Titans as uh, the uh, Tennessee Titans go to 2-1 and one on the season. The next game, which was a big, big game, a game that everybody was looking forward to checking out, we had the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Kansas City Chiefs as the Chargers pulled out a 30-24 victory. Man, man, big time win for the Chargers. Justin Herbert did his thing, man, with four touchdowns in the, in the football game. Uh, Mike Williams had a, a huge uh, day save for the uh, San Diego, or formerly the San Diego Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers. Don't kill me, Chargers fans. Man, I'm not sure what's going on with the Kansas City Chiefs as they fall to one and two. Man, they got some issues on defense, man, and it's kind of stifling their football club, man. But I do think they'll be able to bounce back. Next up, we had the New Orleans Saints up against the New England Pats as the Saints pulled out a 28-13 victory. Uh, Saints bounced back. They had a dud the week before. They was able to bounce back as uh, uh, my man Jameis Winston had two touchdown passes trying to get his swag back because he had a terrible week number two. Uh, Matt Jones actually had a pretty decent I, I, uh, pretty decent uh, outing. But he threw the ball 51 times, man. That's not going to work to win in New England right now as they uh, fall to 1-2 and two on the season. Also, too, we had the Atlanta Falcons in the 0-2 Bowl versus the New York Football Giants as the Falcons pulled out a close 17-14 win. Um, man, the highlight of the day was the Eli Manning jersey uh, ceremony. Man, they put him in the ring of honor up there in New York, but the team, man, they might... I don't know if they want Eli back right now, but they want something better than Daniel Jones right now. Um, man, I'm not sure what's going on Dave Gettleman, but uh, see getting hot, uh, playboy. Then the next game we had, we had the Cincinnati Bengals. Man, going into Pittsburgh and pulling out a 24-10 victory against the Steelers. The Steelers followed amazingly to 0-2 up in Pittsburgh. Man, the offense looks not good at all. It's very, very stagnant. I mean, Najee Harris had a good game from them, 14 catches and 102 yards, but that lets you know what type of offense uh, Pittsburgh is running right now. Not throwing the ball downfield at all. They fall to 0-2 in the black and blue division. Also, a game we had coming up, or we had on Sunday, was the Arizona Cardinals versus the 0-2 Jags, and the Cardinals pulled out this victory 31-19. Kyler Murray had a pretty decent game. 
Uh, we had another AJ Green sighting. He kind of putting in a little work up there uh, out in uh, Arizona as they uh, was able to uh, use a big time defensive play um, to overcome a situation that was a tight game at first, but they pulled it out. Then we had the Jets versus the Broncos as the Broncos won 26 to nothing. Uh, man, it was a long day, long, long day for the Jets offense. Zach Wilson, I, I said this previously on this podcast, it's going to be a long winter up in New York for Mr. Zach Wilson. Also, too, we had a close one with the Las Vegas Raiders up against the Miami Dolphins. As we all know, Tua was out in this particular game, and it came down to uh, you know a situation where we had, man, a close ball game. Uh, but as you know, the Raiders was able to pull that one out, 31 to 28, as they go to three and zero on the season. The Raiders are putting in work so far, so far. Then we had the Los Angeles Rams versus the Tampa Bay Bucks, as the Tampa Bay Bucks fall to two and one after losing 34 to 24 against the Rams, as the Bucks went way out to Los Angeles, didn't play their best game, especially on the defensive side of the football, and. They finally lost. I think they'll be able to bounce back, though, but they definitely took an L out in L.A. as uh, Matt Stafford is looking like he's back at the University of Georgia again. Also, we had the Seattle Seahawks versus the Minnesota Vikings as the Vikings pulled out a 30-17 win, first win of the season for them. Man, the Seahawks, I'm not sure what's going on with y'all, man. A lot of people want to favor y'all in the NFC, but it's been a one and two start so far this season. So we'll see if uh, Russ and and, uh, crew can uh, get it back together. Then we had the Green Bay Packers versus the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday Night Football. Emma Rogers was able to uh, handle his business again with a long time, uh, big time drive at the end of the game as the Packers win 30 to 28. As the Packers go to 2 and 1 on the season and the Niners fall to 2 and 1 on the season. Then we had the Monday Night Football game between the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. As the Cowboys pulled that one out 41 to 21, as Dak Prescott threw three touchdowns in a huge game for him uh, on Monday Night Football. So, definitely, man, that's the NFL. I'm going to get more into depth what's going on across the National Football League. So, sit back. We on Five Sports Podcast. We on Five Sports Podcast. Coming up. I got my conversation with my NFL correspondent, Steve, to take a look at week number three in the National Football League. We on Five Sports Podcast. Man, we on Five Sports Podcast, man. Week number three of the National Football League was a wild and crazy week. Man, you know we on Five Sports Podcast get right into week number three in the NFL. And I got my NFL correspondent here with me, Steve, to provide some insight across week number three in the NFL. What's going on, my man? Good, Hot Nine. How's it going, buddy? Man, man, I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great, man. It's got week three out of the way, man. It seemed like it was just last week, man. We was all geared up first week of the NFL season, but... Look at us now, man. We in week number three. Man, man, how you feel? First, I'm going to start off, man, with uh, with your football club, man. The uh, 
the uh, Miami Dolphins, man. Y'all had a, uh, a rough and tough football game. Las Vegas Raiders, man. Y'all ended up losing 31 to 28. We had Tua not playing in the game because of rib injury suffered in the previous week. And what do you think about, or what do you thought about the uh, about your Dolphins uh, this week? Uh, they fought hard. Um, you know, uh, Raiders are definitely for real. I, you know, I've said that from the beginning. Uh, when you had me on the preview show for the NFC, I'm sorry, the AFC West, I told you they're going to be they're going to be problems for folks. Uh, and this was a game that you know we fought, we stayed in it, um, and we did pretty well. But you know, ultimately they just didn't have enough firepower. Uh, uh, you know, they had a opportunity to win it in overtime. You had a ball going through. Uh, Will Fuller's hands uh, towards the end of the game, uh, you know, could have been a pass interference too. Uh, but you know, it's one of those games against uh, a division foe or a conference foe, rather. Uh, you want to make sure that that you pull off, and we almost did, but you know, just fell short. Yeah, I was impressed by how you all fought, man. Yeah, man, y'all definitely had a chance to win that football game, man. Y'all fought hard for people would anticipate, especially with the Raiders, you know, like like you said before, man, their team definitely to be reckoned with. They go to three and zero uh, on the season, but yeah, I was definitely impressed by how hard uh, the Dolphins fought in that football game, man. Y'all definitely didn't uh, didn't fall on the sword in, in this particular game. Well, uh, and here's the thing too: you kind of notice with the Dolphins, and you know, part of it is you know in the off season with the, you know, the front office and building up all that draft capital, you know, you're hoping that one of these guys materializes and, and you get some playmakers, some difference makers. If you look at the, just go, go down the lineups from between the Dolphins and the Raiders. I mean, at the key positions, you're talking about, uh, you know, wide receiver, cornerback, obviously quarterback with no tour, but the, the Raiders just had more playmakers. Uh, D-line, you know, defensive end, rushing, edge rusher, they had more playmakers. Uh, you know, the Dolphins just really were a little bit, uh, you know, they're, they're a tough fighting bunch. They, you know, they play hard uh, for Coach Flores, but at the end of the day, they need some guys who, who, who could take it to the house and not have the offense going on, you know, 10, 12, 12 play drives. And, you know, we got lucky early on and got a turnover and we got a couple of turnovers from defense, but we just haven't been able to, on the offensive side of the ball, to hit some big plays. If we get a short field, great, but uh, the big plays haven't been there. Yeah, man, I definitely would agree with you in that. You know, I thought that, especially coming out in the game, man, y'all went up on them after the first quarter, 14-2. to I'm like, man, I thought y'all was in business, but, you know, the offense kind of falls, especially um, so that pretty much, as you mentioned, man, was uh, definitely the uh, definitely the ball game. Um, another uh, matchup that I know I was looking forward to coming into uh, week number three was the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks going up to uh, Los Angeles to play the uh, Angeles Rams as the Rams came up victorious, thirty-four to twenty-four in that ball game. The uh, Bucks suffered also the uh, of the season. What was your thoughts about that? Uh, well, yeah, the Rams are for real. Uh, we knew that they were going to be a tough team. I, I thought they were going to win that game. 
in LA, you know, you got Tom Brady going out west, you know, um, and then having to come back east to play the Patriots. I thought this was going to be a tough game for the Bucks. But the one thing you notice about the Bucks uh, defensively, you know, from uh, and it's different from last year is, is 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 on the defensive side of the ball. They're not able to generate a pass rush. Um, you know, they rank in the bottom half of the league when it comes to sacks. Uh, they're just not getting to the quarterback. And you give, you know, an offense like the Rams, you give them and Stafford uh, all day. And then you get, you know, they got these wide receivers running all open uh, throughout the field. You got Deshaun Jackson getting loose uh, downfield. Uh, Cooper Cup doing his thing. I mean, it was basically a field day for them. They had all day to throw the ball. So that's the first thing that kind of jumps off uh, when, when you look at the Bucks this season compared to last season. It's just the inability to generate a pass rush. Tom's going to be Tom. He's going to do his thing, uh, and he'll keep you in, in the game. And he's going to and he's going to he's going to get the ball into the end zone and get the hands of the playmakers. But defensively. Uh, yeah, JPP and Barrett, they're just not getting to the quarterback right now. Yeah, I would agree with you in that. I thought that, you know, Matt Stafford had had plenty of time in that football game. And, I mean, Matt is a good quarterback. Give Matt Stafford some time. Like you say, you got some speedy weapons out there and the type of uh, offense and the system that Sean McVay runs. And, yeah, that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is, they didn't, they couldn't run the ball much. But they didn't have to, <laughs> you know. They they he had all day to to, to throw, and uh, I was reading a pretty interesting stat where, you know, the Bucks lead the league in blitzes. They blitz more than anybody else, uh, but they don't get home, and they're almost dead last when it comes to sacks. They lead the league in blitzes, but they didn't, they're not getting to the quarterback. Uh, so that right there is going to put stress on your secondary, and then on top of it, you have injuries in that secondary. They're they're you know bringing Richard Sherman back from the grave to get him out there. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be it's it's going to be tough for those guys uh, if they're not able to shore up the defensive side of the ball. Todd Bolts, you know, he's dialing up blitzes, but he needs to be able to get to the quarterback with four, and he hasn't been able to do that in a while. Yeah, man, I thought it was also too a setup game too, man. As you mentioned, you had um, you know, you had uh, Tom Brady going down out west. Um, you know, I, I thought it was and too. Look at the run they've been on, man. They haven't lost a game in, 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 in a long time. You know, I just thought that they were set up to. You know, I thought it was a trap game, basically. I mean, not saying nothing against the you know uh, against uh, the Rams, but I just thought that that was a game that if they're gonna drop a game early in the season, that definitely was the game. And, like you say, their defense, Tom played great. It's just their defense kind of sold them short in that football game, man. So, you know, to me, I think the Bucks overall will be fine. You know, the road loss pretty much NFC. You know, I think as most people will predict, these two these two teams are gonna meet each other in the in the playoffs. I believe, no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah, they'll be uh, they'll both be in the hunt, obviously for uh, um, for for the NFC championship. Um, uh, you know, not winning that game out west, though. You know, you might have to go out west and play and play the game in L.A. You know, I don't know if Tom uh, that matters much to Tom and the Bucks, but I definitely think it's an advantage for uh, for the Rams for sure. Because unlike their uh, other L.A. counterparts, they they do have a, a home field advantage out there, especially you know, with the, the the show that they put on. 
uh, with Todd McVay. But yeah, it's going to be uh, both teams are going to be right there along with Green Bay and maybe uh, maybe uh, Arizona might be in the mix, too. Uh, so, uh, and to some, some people think the Cowboys might be, be in the mix. So I think the NFC is a little bit more open than what we thought earlier on in the year. Yeah, I would agree in that. I think through the first couple of weeks of the season, you know, I mean, think about it, man. You got Carolina three and up, you know, so yeah. you have some teams that, and it's, that's, that's the beauty about the National Football League. Every season you're going to have about two or three teams in the conference. That's on the come up. You know, that's definitely made some some vast improvements, man. And I think you're saying that this season, definitely in the NFC, I also think that game mostly could be, you know, home field implications. You know, especially when we see how it plays off out in the NFC. But I think that that definitely is a loss that could have, you know, Tampa going back out to Los Angeles in a playoff situation. I totally agree with that. And yeah. um, another game, man, that caught everybody. Was the, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Kansas City Chiefs as the Chargers came up victorious 30-24 Justin Herbert threw for four touchdowns in that football game what was your thoughts man on the Chargers in the game AFC uh, West showdown I think uh, the Bucks uh, you know the situation with the Bucks and, and, the, and the Chiefs is kind of similar in the sense that you have you know, high-powered offenses coming off the Super Bowl, but their defense, for some reason, uh, is uh, it kind of fell off a little bit. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think their defense, the Chiefs' defense, is probably, in my opinion, one of the worst in the league right now. Um, Spags will get them going eventually. I mean, a lot of times it takes a lot of time to catch up on a Spags defense. So early on in the year. You know, uh, because of the intricacy of the defense, you know, uh, once the guys start uh, figuring it out, they communicate better. Those His defenses typically get better. But the thing that's concerning is you pretty much have everybody returning from that defense. Yeah, they're short, um, you know, a couple of quarter, a couple of corners from last year. Um, so there's there's some changes in the secondary. But uh, for the most part, you still got the honey badger back there. So. Um, you know, Nick Sorensen's back there. So, you know, you shouldn't have that big of a drastic fall off, but that deep secondary and, you know, the inability to get the inability to get to the quarterback, you know, that's shown uh, in the first half of the season as well, or first portion of the season as well. I, I think moving Chris Jones to the outside, taking him out of the inside, I think that's that's something they should probably reconsider. Uh, last year, he was playing on the inside and he was dominating. Uh, this year he's uh, he's on the edge and he's not quite getting home. He's not he's not having the impact that uh, I think they thought he would have early on. Um, you know, really, it's it boils down. Pat Mahomes is going to do what Pat Mahomes does, but you can't rely on Pat to bail your defense out and have a shootout every game. And then now turnovers are starting to creep into the into the mix as well. So, uh, I think if they stop the turnovers and shore up on defense, I think they'll 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 look like the Chiefs of old. Yeah, man, I think that um, they're kind of going through the same situation with the Bucks, man. Not able to get home, they're not getting getting any pressure at all. I think right. with that Chris Jones situation, I think once he was in, on the inside, on the interior, he was a force. You know, now you put him on the outside, and you know, I think it's compromised definitely their pass rush, which, you know, as you mentioned, you know, Mahomes is a great ball player, man, but, you know, days that he going up against another comparable quarterback and you can't get any pass rush, you're going to have these type of guys. 
know, one thing about the Chiefs, they're always going to keep it in one possession, regardless. You know what I mean? But definitely them being one and two, to me, is a sign of their defense. And, you know, Spagnola, you know, as you mentioned in the past, is, is taking his teams maybe even about half a season kind of get their swag on defense. But I will say this, in this division, <laughs> you definitely don't want to wait too long, man, because, you know, obviously you got the Raiders and the Chargers that seriously trying to get that crown from uh, AC in that division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be interesting. Uh, uh, just a quick note on Justin Herbert, man. He, he's a stud. Uh, you know, there was an article out uh, this week that I read uh, that, you know, Brian Flores wanted Justin Herbert. Um, and they passed up and went on to a, uh, I think that might be a move that, that that's going to plague the Dolphins for years to come, especially if they aren't, they're, they're not able to get Deshaun Watson, even if they do get Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, uh, you're going to have to give up a ton of draft capital to get him when you could have had your quarterback in the future. Um, yeah, and that's, and that's the thing with quarterbacks, man. It's like once you miss, boy, boy, do you pay. You either pay with your job, you either pay with, you know what I mean, trying to give up basically half the team to try to get another quarterback in there. And it's right. always been, say, you know, for most teams in the National Football League, you mess that quarterback situation up, and that's a franchise killer. And so hopefully yep. you guys, man, because I think Tua has a lot of talent. I just think that hopefully for you guys, if you can get him back on the field and kind of keep the boat afloat, you know, you guys have a chance, in my opinion, you know, in this division to to legitimately have a chance to get to the playoffs because the Dolphins do come hard. But, yeah, that quarterback situation, man, is a real, real thing. I mean, you know, my team going to talk with you know, That's a whole nother story. <laughs> Another game, man, that I was uh, that final game I wanted to take a dive into was the Cincinnati Bengals against the Pittsburgh Steelers. As the Bengals won that game, twenty-four to ten, as Burrow threw three touchdowns. Man, Cincinnati actually went into Pittsburgh and won a football by you know by fourteen by two touchdowns. Can you believe it? What's your thoughts man, on the Steelers going to zero and two, man? I'm sorry, one and two going to zero and two at home to start this season. Uh, you know, uh, it seems like Big Ben's age is beginning to show more so than any of these, you know, older quarterbacks, older premier quarterbacks, you know, the Brady's and the Aaron Rodgers of the world. Uh, you know, you thought for a while that Big Ben is on par, was on par with those guys. Uh, you know, he's definitely not now. Uh, I think the injury's kind of taken the toll that, you know, obviously he's not in the shape that I think some of the other guys are are, uh, are in. Uh, so, you know, his play has felt, has fallen off. And so you you hope that if you're a Steeler fan that, you know, Big Ben can come some, somehow, uh, you know, get better as the season gets along and he gets in a little bit better shape. Um, and, you know, that arm starts to straighten up a little bit. But you saw some of those throws. He, can, he can't push the ball downfield. And you know, that takes away, you know, first of all, your offensive line isn't that great. So you're not opening up holes for the, uh, for, for your rookie running back. And then on top of that, uh, you know, you're not getting time to push the ball downfield, but when you have those opportunities, his arm strength, his release isn't there. 
And so it's interesting. Maybe once the weather starts to, to, to get cold and you're in that Northeast and people start to, you know, try to pound the football a little bit and you get into some of the more defensive struggles and our defensive matches where, you know, it's a little bit more low scoring. Maybe, you know, they'll look like some of the Steelers of old, but they definitely need J.J. Watt to get back. They need to start generating a pass rush. Um, with no pass rush, they don't have a chance. Uh, and with Big Ben looking like he's looking, uh, if this continues, I don't think they're going to be much of a of a force in that division. Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, think about it, man. Ben threw the ball almost sixty times, man, and only threw for three hundred and eighteen yards. I mean, that's just self-explanatory right there. Especially Najee Harris having fourteen receptions. I mean, that 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 sums it up right there. You know, they're not getting the ball downfield at all. Um, you know, I think it's over for Ben. You know, and there's no knock at, at Ben. I think he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. You know, his reputation precedes himself as being just a tough guy quarterback and bad weather and keeping Pittsburgh as a consistent contender every single season. But I think it's over. And I think with quarterbacks, man, it's one of those things that where, you know, just like with Peyton Manning, I never forget. I was watching the game, Denver Broncos, and he threw one pass. I was like, it's over. Like, he skipped the ball to a guy that he easily could have completed easily with his eyes closed like the year or two before. And I knew instantly, like, yeah, it's over. His velocity is gone. And I think it's the same thing with Ben. I do think that they can gut out some football games. As we were mentioning about the AFC West, this NFC North, man, there's some out there that's showing no love. Cincinnati, we thought they were a team in the basement. But, you know, they 2 and one so you know, Baltimore's able to kind of hold their boat afloat with their So, yeah, the Steelers, man, yeah, you definitely don't want to get in a situation where you lose next week and go down over by one and three. You know, I think Tomlin is a soldier. I think he's the, probably the best coach in the league that can get you out of a hole. But, yeah, it ain't looking real good for Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, it, it isn't. But the and, and that's the crazy part, too, because they got weapons. Claypool's a playmaker. Juju went out, and, and you and you hope that Juju could come back, especially with the rib issues. Um, but they got they got some playmakers at receiver. You know, if if Big, Big Ben can get them the ball, you know, even Eric Ebron is a playmaker. He's a he's a uh, matchup nightmare uh, on linebackers. You know, in the red zone too. You know, they can't they just can't get the ball. They can't push, push the ball downfield. So. Uh, if they're able to do that, they they might resemble the Sealers of last year that kind of went fourteen and two, even though they 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 tailed off towards the end of the year. But they, they could at least be uh, competitive in that division. But that division, uh, like I said from the beginning, that's uh, that's Cleveland's division, I think, this year. And uh, you know, the Ravens have their injury issues, but uh, you know, I think the Steelers can compete at least with the Ravens, but they you know they can't. I, I don't think they have enough enough at the quarterback position to to to, to get past um, Cleveland. Man, can you can you imagine that? Just listen to what you just said. Can you can you imagine that? Meaning that they have the only quarterback in the division that's won a Super Bowl. Now, obviously, Lamar's won the MVP award, and we Ben is the worst quarterback in that division. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, the, you know the old saying: "Not Father Time is undefeated." So you know, it, it's just a matter of of time. You know, no matter how great of a Hall of Fame quarterback you are, I, you know, a Dolphin fan, I seen it with Dan Marino. Eventually, you know, 
the arm isn't the same, the legs aren't the same, and you start to decline, it's just a matter of when. Exactly. exactly. I, even though I think Danny still can throw, throw a couple seeds as we speak here, right? <laughs> and maybe was approaching 60, I think Danny still can throw, throw a couple seeds out there right now. Yeah, he'll give you about five five good throws, but uh, uh, I wouldn't count on much more than that. It, it, exactly. He probably got some more arm than Tua, though. But that's a different story. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Well, man, once again, man, we on Five Sports Podcast, man. We definitely appreciate you coming through, providing some insight on week number three. We definitely going to get at you on week number four just to see how this thing untangles in the National Football League, man. Before we get out of here, man, any any final thoughts, man? Yeah, you know, just just the way the season is progressing, it's kind of you know the teams that we thought, but there are a couple of little surprises, like you mentioned with Carolina. Anxious to see how they're going to stay afloat. Uh, you know, the the corner the cornerback situation for them uh, might be a little crazy. They just picked up C.J. Henderson on a trade from Jacksonville, so uh, I think that's going to help. Um, they lost um, uh, J.C. Horn, but uh, you know, and then injuries are creeping up in their backfield. You know, they, they, um, Christian McCaffrey's gone for a couple of weeks with with a hamstring. I like uh, I like Hubbard. I think he has a, he has a little bit of a little pop um, in college. He was pretty good, and you know, towards the end of the last game, he you know he kind of uh, took the rock a little bit too. And, yeah, man. So, yeah, I totally agree, man. It's a couple of teams. And shout out to the Denver Broncos, man. We definitely want to show them some love, too, man, going 3-0, and even though they had a game against a varsity high school team. No disrespect uh the Jets uh, on uh, on Sunday. But shout out to the Denver Broncos, man, and Big Banjo out there, man. Got his ball club 3-0 uh, and so far in the season. And once again, that wild AFC West. So, once again, man, we on Five Sports Podcast, man. We appreciate you following through, providing your uh, good insights on week number three. And we on Five Sports Podcast get at you guys coming up. We on Five Sports Podcast. Man, episode 11 was another, another banging episode, man. I want to first and foremost uh, thank all the listeners out there. And also, too, man, don't forget to check in, man. You guys can send a voicemail uh, of your questions. I definitely will play those live on the show. So definitely, uh, if you have something hot that you want to get across, be more than happy to send, uh, say, a voicemail to the show. And I absolutely will get at you and put you on the show as well. So once again, man, episode 11, we had a good one. Chopped it up with Steve, our NFL correspondent and Dolphin correspondent. Got into the whole debacle up in Chicago with the Bids and Matt Nagy and Justin Fields. Also, too, we got into the NBA. So I appreciate uh, definitely the feedback. I appreciate everything from the listeners. We on Five Sports Podcast. We on Five Sports Podcast. Episodes available on Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. Also, guys on Twitter at We on Five Sports. We on Five Sports Podcast.